Hi, my name is Phil Metzger, and in 1992, I moved to Moscow, Russia. From there, I lived in the beautiful Central European country of Hungary, where my family and I spent the next 20 years living, learning, and sharing about Jesus. Different foods, culture, and language, but underneath it all, we discovered the most amazing people. We learned that to share the gospel effectively, we had to adjust. We had to cross cultures. Now we're back in the U.S. and we're discovering that this country is a melting pot of culture. This show is committed to helping Christians connect to those who think, believe, and live differently than them. This is Crossing Cultures. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, in this episode today, we are going to talk about the importance of listening. So this is my buddy Nick Roach. Nick, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me, Philip. Good to see you, man. <laughs> you too. And uh, we're, we've been having way too much fun doing yeah. this so far. And um, so listening. Listening is what we're going to talk about. Listening is one of those things that I think everybody believes we do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you know, in order to have conversations, I listen. But somehow, uh, and especially because our our kind of overriding theme right now is Christianity, culture, and race. We're focusing mm-hmm. in on especially relevant issues that we're... I don't want to say dealing with, but that are important for right now. The world's eyes have been opened up. America's eyes have been opened yeah, up. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to get closed again. Mm-hmm. As a white guy, I don't want them to be closed. Mm-hmm. My eyes are opened. I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. But if I don't learn to listen, yeah. anything I'm hearing is not going to really... It's going to... Teflon. It's going to just right, bounce yeah. right off of me. It's good. Yeah, once so, you care. We want people to care. But yes, if you can't listen about what you're trying to get involved in. Exactly. You get stuck at some point. Exactly. And so, you know, um, this whole podcast is dedicated to uh, bridging the gaps between people who live, think, believe differently than I do or than I as a Christian do, mm-hmm. and that respect begets respect. I don't right. need to put a wall up because someone is different. I can use that as a point of engagement. Yeah. How can I learn about who you are? Because as we already spoke about in an earlier episode, that we're all made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And I benefit by who you are and, ha- and, and the way that God made you. I'm, I become better because I'm learning about who you are. So today, the importance of listening and how it impacts each one of us. I want to give a quick definition to what listening means, because I think it's easy to assume, and that's the last thing we want to do on this podcast, is just make an assumption mm-hmm. and then have people thinking differently. So listening, the ability to accurately receive and interpret messages in a communication process. So let me break it down. Communication only works when we understand each other. When I hear your words, but I don't understand their intention, then I didn't actually listen. I heard things, but I'm not, it's not transmitting into information that creates connection and relationship. Mm. And we were made for relationship. Yeah, that's good. And I know you and I both um, have experience in learning another language. Nick is is amazing. This guy... (laughs) He is. He comes down here and he starts learning Spanish, and the dude speaks Spanish like nobody's well, you're, business. You're fluent in Hungarian. I mean, but I spent 20 years there. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's a lot of people and here that don't speak Spanish. Listen, They've been here for longer. You're, well, th- well, you're yeah. right about that. I mean, but you're a football player. Football players aren't mm-hmm. supposed to be so smart. There's no generalization there at you're, all. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so, I'm, I'm just so, yeah. I'm so truly blown away. But one of the things that we both then learn in, the perspective languages that we are learning or have learned is that 
we have this phrase where we say, you know enough of the language to be dangerous, mm-hmm. right? So you like, you learn words, mm-hmm. you learn even the grammar, and you can put those two things together, but people could be talking to you. You have no idea. You know the words, you know the right grammar mm-hmm. order. And I'm sure this has happened to you in Spanish. It happens to me. I can't count how many times in 20 years in Hungarian yeah, right. where I heard the words and I had to actually learn to say this. I understood every word you said, <laughs> but I don't know if I, I got no the idea meaning what of what you're talking about yeah. in the slightest. And I know that's something that, I mean, you know, I get to watch your journey as you're mm-hmm. learning a new language and yeah. becoming so proficient in that. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, man. You know, the hardest part for me, honestly, was... Well, first of all, I came to realization very quick that I was most dangerous in English. <laughs> so all the dumb things that I had ever said and the worst things I ever said were in the language I'm supposed to be, you know, a professional or a master at. So, but in terms of learning the language and like thinking about listening as a skill, hmm. I was really caught off guard about, it's been almost two years, it'll be two years in November. So like six months in, you know, I was learning stuff pretty quickly and I was happy with my progress of being able to you know, express myself and, right. and say things and make senses. <clears throat> but I hit this wall hmm. and I was like, it was really unexpected because I realized, you know, the class is all about going out and getting in conversations. You know, you got to practice. Right. right. You actually have to be in a conversation right. to learn how to speak. That's how so, you learn. And so I'm going to go and I want to have this desire to be in conversations, but I was so horrible at comprehending hmm. yeah. that I couldn't even be in a conversation. And so it was you like, you could only this, like say your part. Yeah. I could say my part and then yeah. just be like, you know what I'm saying? It was horrible. And so, but it, it sunk in very clearly in that moment. I was like, yo, I will never be good at building relationships, having conversations in this language if I don't learn how to listen first. Wow. And then I was like, wait, what? I was like, that has to, that speaks to way more than just trying to, Oh yeah. you know, act, um, get myself into, into Spanish. So like, was, yeah, there's a message there. There's a message there. <laughs> but it was this really like bright you know, flashing light, right. like, yeah, bro, listening is important. Um, so it was literally, though, I had to I had to sign up for a, a separate course on the side that was specifically geared toward understanding native speakers wow. so that I could continue to progress with my spoken Spanish. You know, so it was like automatically, you know, anything that I wanted to say had to submit to whatever level my listening was at. Right. You, know? you can't so, outpace your listening. You know what I'm saying? And so skills, I think that yeah. just taking that lesson into these conversations is like, if there's any part of us that wants to, to devote a percentage of our effort into the conversation, like if you want to split it between listening and speaking, it's very evident mm-hmm. which one should be more. Of course, you know, scripture supports it yeah. in many places too, but it just, I had a, such a, you know, a real life like off guard roadblock yeah. that popped up that I had to address to go forward. Right. There was no way around it. Right, it'll, it'll literally become a wall mm-hmm. that you'll never get over right. if you can't grow in listening. But a lot of people, and I, I kind of want to go back to what you said about like English being the, because I think that's really important, mm-hmm. is, uh, but but I wanted to just mention like the idea that like, uh, you know, we can learn all the words, we can learn all the things, we can, we can but it becomes monologue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and here's the other danger, right? And I'm sure I'm, I, knowing you and knowing how proficient your Spanish became so quickly you could have a conversation well you could have a monologue and your ability to speak is outpacing your ability to understand so Mm. people are going to assume you understand more than you do and then they're going to judge you based on Mm. what they assume you should already know based on your ability to speak and here's the other thing too Phil like you just were mentioning a minute ago even in those conversations on the outside I heard everything (laughs) that they were saying 
you know, I heard the sounds of their voices and their words, but without the comprehension part of the listening, right. what did that give me? Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's we know enough of the language to be <laughs> you know, dangerous. Exactly. You know, yeah. so. I mean, I, I have been to so many, uh, you know, I don't, I realize like in, in, in Hungary where I was living, I'd, you know, something wrong with the car, which was always the case, you know, I take the car to a mechanic, you know, and I don't know the words in English. <laughs> you know, I could barely make the sounds. And then you discover in other languages, the sounds they make for that is different. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. The dog doesn't bark like he does in English, you know. Uh-huh. And so I would, you know, I'd be like trying to describe, you know, this thingy over here is making this sound. And, mm. and I could just see their faces like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, mm. seriously, what is wrong with this? And then I discovered moving you know, back to America and going to a mechanic, I don't know what I'm talking about in English. And you made a really interesting point about English, and I want to bring it into this kind of idea of like this, everybody's kind of trying to be enlightened to this idea of like, we need to learn and we need to grow. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand. I need to understand what it, you know, I need to understand a perspective that I've not given enough thought to, a black perspective. Yeah. I haven't given enough thought to that. So now you got a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about trying to talk about it mm-hmm. and saying a, saying the wrong things. I mean, there's been kind of famous cases of, I can think of like white Christian guys trying to have this conversation mm-hmm. and it almost like their, their ability to communicate has outpaced their ability to listen. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying words and people are judging them on the fact that they should be better at this. Right. When the truth of the matter is they're just really good communicators, mm-hmm. but they haven't listened enough and understood these conversations. Right. Is, is that a fair thing to... No, it's really good. I think, I think of two things like being a good communicator doesn't necessarily mean good relationship builder. Not at which all. Which is obviously at the core of what we're trying to do as believers. And then also thinking of like when Jesus wanted to come in, <clears throat> you know, in any multitude of ways that he could have picked to save the day. Right. When you look at scripture, even when he was going to miraculously heal somebody, before he would do anything, he asked them what they wanted or right. what they needed or, right. you know, just giving them the dignity of being able to speak for themselves wow. and humbling himself, having all power. Yes. Humbling himself enough to be patient with them and really, okay, yes. you know, tell me what your issue is. I'm going to I'm gonna listen and then I'm going to act accordingly based on what you tell me. Right. I'm not going to act based on what I assume you need or what right. I, I think that would be good for you. And isn't it funny because, like, when we talk about Jesus, he actually did know what they were going to say. Right. And yet he still took the time to let him say it. Where Mm. so much of what's happening right now, and it's, you know, we say right now, but it's always been this Mm -hmm. way. But we feel it right now in a very, I think we're all sensitive to so many conversations that are happening. It's like, talk, talk, finish, finish so I can Mm. say something. Finish so that I can say something. And I'm hearing but I'm not listening to you. I'm just finish what you're saying so that I can say my point. And you know what, Phil, to, just to make another point off of what you're saying about, like a lot of people are saying a lot of things and there's a lot of screaming and yelling yeah. um, for, on both sides, I think. And from what I, from what I know, what I know you know, having a bunch of kids that you raised and having five little kids in the house for yeah. us, you know, screaming usually doesn't happen until there are a few instances of not feeling heard. You know, so we have to go and talk our kids down emotionally, like get them, get them to relax themselves a little bit. But usually they start getting riled up and they start having to feel like they have to yell because their sibling is not listening to what they're asking. Parenting 101. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So So I think that that's just, we we are no different as adults. You know, when, if if we go for a while and we feel like what we are trying to express is not being received, 
eventually we're going to change the delivery. Um, and I think that, you know, Dave Chappelle said it really well in his, his uh, special mm-hmm. about everything that happened where, you know, he said the streets are just talking. Yes. You know, the streets are speaking for that. themselves. Yes. Um, right or wrong, you know, that's a different discussion. But just what you're seeing is the voice of the streets crying out. Yes. And so... You know, even even on that, I'm thinking about that, that same episode, mm-hmm. that same thing that Dave Chappelle put out when he, you know, he even expressed like, you know, people were waiting for me to say something. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that like, yeah. I just I didn't need to because the streets were. And I thought like right now, everybody feels the need to be saying something mm-hmm. when you can't speak if you haven't listened and mm-hmm. you don't understand what you're talking about. It's it's almost like there's that there's that passage in Scripture where um there was battle happening in Israel and there was runners. The runners would take a message to the king. Like, here's how the battle's going. Mm. And this one dude comes to the general and is like, let me run. And the general's like, it's not your turn. You don't even know what's been going on. But let me go, let me go, let me go. And they let him go. He gets to King David. David says, what's the message? And the guy's like, I don't know. <laughs> and you know what David said? Stand aside. Mm. I feel like that's a lot of what's happening right now. We need a lot. There's people that need to like, Stand aside because you weren't there to listen first mm. and then to, you know, I think we can slow conversations down, learn to listen. And in the pro- and I don't think we ever just learn to listen and then mm. talk. I think it's listening, talking, right. listening, you know, talking. It's I'm not. glad you said that because in my mind right now, I'm thinking of like, there's a little bit, there's a, there's almost a risk in mm. listening. And what I mean is, you know, like there's this dynamic nature to relationships where I don't know what you're going to request of me or what you're going to share with me. Right. And if I'm truly seeking a relationship, a fruitful relationship with you, I'm going to respond and mold my behavior accordingly to based on what you tell me. So there's this wow. unknown element of like, you know, when you come to me with something, I have to open myself up to all the possibilities of how I could fit myself into that. Wow. Do you see what I mean? It's a lot more quote unquote, safe or self-preservative if I'm just waiting for you to finish some requests so that I can give you all whatever I'm willing to give. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So I think that then that to me speaks to this this difference between are we after relationship or are we after solutions? Exactly. You see what I mean? Like we're not, we can't solve whatever's going on. Right. We can relate to each other more honestly and better and more humbly. Yeah. Um, which then the, the issues are, it's almost like, it's like a couple that's really good at being Mm -hmm. in a relationship Mm -hmm. and a couple, both couples have issues, Mm -hmm. but the ones that have their relationship on better terms and they can play that, they do that dance well together, right? you know, of calling on each other, responding to each other, confiding in each other, trusting and being open and honest. Like those, those are the ones that obviously flourish and those are the ones that last. Because the unexpected, um, the unexpected events and things that come up aren't moments for them to derail. They're right. moments for them to recalibrate, right, and, and realign to and that, move yeah. on, mm-hmm. onto yep. the better that's, so that's next. You know, so that's what I think when you're talking about like that dynamic. It's it is unex- relationships are unexpected. Yes, you know, you have no idea. Like Tim Keller talks about in the marriage books, you have no idea the person you're going to marry. Right, you you don't even know. Them. Nope, and there's no way you can because you guys are literally changing and molding just by being together every day. Yep. Who that person is at the beginning yeah. is not who they'll be in 25 mm-hmm. years. So to me, almost mm-hmm. listening yes. falls in this idea of like will, being willing to listen. You're giving up a certain amount of control over where the relationship goes. And isn't control 
it's the issue. <laughs> because yeah. I have to like, and I was just thinking, you know, when you bring up Keller and you bring up marriage, you know, I'll do, a, as a pastor, I do quite a bit of like marriage counseling, you mm. know, and I've just over the years learned like the first question I ask them is, do you love each other? Do you want to fix this? Mm. Because if one mm. party says no, we're done. Mm. And I and I almost feel like we could take a lot of that into what we're dealing with right, right now. Where, and I want to I want to give real honor and respect to the fact that like there's solutions being thrown out there right now. Mm. This would solve a problem. This would solve a problem. And me as an ignorant person is like, wait, slow down, because it's only because I haven't been thinking about it a long mm. time. There's people who have spent their lifetimes, mm. their life's work is invested into these solutions. Right. Nobody wanted to listen before. Mm. Now we're listening, and we could be like, well, slow down, slow down. Mm. But we're saying slow down because I'm not there we're yet. We're not ready. Yeah. We're not ready. But I want to give respect to those that have been thinking about these things. Absolutely. And it's like, you've been focused on this where I have not been. And now is my time to, like, I got to listen. Right. And it's hard to listen without preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. It's hard to listen without already making up my mind. And I almost see, like, America is like a big marriage, <laughs> you know, in the mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. Like relationships yeah, are right. a big marriage where I don't know what you're going to say. Mm. And this is what happens, though, is we begin to align ourselves with people who we know are going to be like-minded. Yeah. So then I won't be surprised by what you're going to say. Mm. I don't want, and I cut off those relationships that could, like, challenge me yeah. or, or take away the control that I'm used to having. Right, and speak of that. <clears throat> Excuse me, that yeah. that control group. When you think about it in terms of like a privilege standpoint, the person yeah. that's in in a position of privilege, maybe not this you know forceful overthrow type of privilege, but just just by the nature of of how you came to be in this in this time, if you're in that privilege group and your listening skills are not geared toward um, are are not geared toward the relationship yes. with the with anybody else yes. And they are going against maybe your view, right? In the privilege group, I guess un understanding in the privilege group, if you're not bent towards the other people that may not have the same privilege, you could just very unintentionally be be pursuing yes the best for your majority group. Yep, and not even or know for that your you're, power, you your know, control group. You and, think you're yeah. speaking for you, but you're really. But it's very much just keeping yeah. the train moving. Yeah, um, and even I, I want to just kind of mention right there because. Um, you know, the idea of trigger words because mm -hmm. privilege, mm -hmm. it's a trigger word for a lot yeah, of, absolutely. well, let's be it's for white people in America, that's mm -hmm. the trigger word. Um, but pri privilege is a, and we're going to, we're going to take a whole thing to just talk about that because yeah. it's so important. And, um, but it's a part, and you, you mentioned it, it's a part of, it's a big part of our, of intercultural studies of power dynamics. And that is that in every relationship, there are power dynamics that occur. If you're in the in parts of the Middle East, I have power, you have power, our wives have power, but our wives, because of culture, have mm. a lesser power dynamic. Mm. So if I truly want an equal parts marriage living in the Middle East, I, as a mm. powerful man, as mm. a man, I have to actually go lower mm in order to enable Sounds my good. wife to be... So it's not like I can't treat this as we're equals right. because that still doesn't give her the ability to, to, move, her, to, yeah. to move up, mm. to be elevated. So really power dynamics is a big part of... When we talk about privilege, we'll talk more yeah. about that. But I, but I, I mentioned that because trigger words. Yeah. 
I hear a word like that. Now I'm I'm, use, I'm just going to use I'll use mm-hmm. myself in that. You say privilege, and then I'm like, wait, hold on mm-hmm. a second, <laughs> hold on. And you know mm-hmm. what happens? I stop listening mm-hmm. because I make assumptions of what you mean by that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've heard other people talk about privilege, and I don't agree with them. And just the fact that you use the word, it's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I guess if there's anything that would be awesome for this particular podcast, mm. like this conversation that we're trying to have, it's not about, um, it's, it's really just about presenting these these ideas that contrast, you know, we, we're finding the break point between what yeah. we feel like God has clearly said he wants humanity and society to be like and just what's happening. Yeah. You know, we are by no means trying to stoke the fire no. or, you know, nothing nothing along those lines. It's just, you know, so that it can be on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. And there are clearly some points where that's misaligned. Oh, yeah. So that's what this spot is for. And so as far as these, like, trigger words, you know, we have to think. I love this quote, and I wish I knew who to give credit to, but <laughs> it's it's offend the mind, reveal the heart. Right. You know, and so, that's you, so good. you think about that moment when, and, you know, there's out of just, it could be the simplest thing that you learned about, you know, riding your bike when you were a kid or to things that we're talking about today. You know, there's this moment of friction between new information that you receive and it, you know, subconsciously hits all yes. the things you've ever believed. Yes. And you feel this like tension, this mm-hmm. literal physical, you know, you could even, ch- your mood can change when you totally. get this hit to your consciousness. Um, but those are the moments that we're after. And it, the key is not to accept everything blindly and just, right. you know, oh, it's new to me. I disagree. I'm supposed to just take it. Like, obviously not. Um but it is very much like biblically, like screening, taking every thought captive, giving it the opportunity to speak for what it's doing in your yes. in your life, you know. So, giving it a chance to okay, is this shedding light on something that I maybe have an incomplete view on, or? or well, I think of like the Bereans in the Book of Acts. It says that they heard Paul, mm-hmm. and then they searched the scriptures to see if these things are true. Exactly right. It's like this is it. Like like mm-hmm. listen, but they listened without letting it turn them off. Exactly. They took it and said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm offended. Mm-hmm. So let me Jesus cannot be the Messiah spoken of, you know, yes. and then they looked at the scriptures and, the, oh, he is. That's exactly. And it says they received gladly mm-hmm. the words that he spoke. Right. That's, that's the heart of it right there is just, you know, letting these things that are going to rile us up, especially yeah. with the intensity around the discussions and the media and the news and everything. But as Christians, like helping our perspective, yes. you know, God's perspective, bring our our um, bring just our intensity level down enough to be able to see it for what it is as right. new information, right? And see if it matches up with right. what we believe about God's plan. Yes, um, that's, that's all so we're asking. Good. Oh my goodness, that's so good. I I was thinking I wrote down a couple of scriptures that I was going to read on the importance where the Bible tells us to listen. Hmm. Jeremiah thirty three three, call to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that mm. you do not know. And I just think like, call to me, that's that's God listening to us, mm. and I will answer you. That means I have to listen. Mm. So that the, the very essence of what it means to be in a relationship with God is that I share and he shares. And how many how many ugly 
Christian ideas exist because we've made a preconceived notion rather than I'm listening to yeah, God. That's good. I'm just making assumptions now. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that one. Matthew 17, 15. I love this one. Jesus took a few of his disciples up on the mountain, and it says that he was revealed, his glory was revealed. And Peter, it says he wanted to build tabernacles for, mm-hmm. you know, build one for Jesus and Moses and Elijah. And then we read this: a voice from heaven spoke. Matthew 17, 5. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And I love this. Ready? Listen to him. Mm-hmm. It's like Moses is great, mm-hmm. but he done. <laughs> Elijah's great, mm-hmm. but it's over. Mm-hmm. Just listen to my son. Like it's all turning us to listen to Jesus. And then James 1.19, maybe the, th- the focal verse for this podcast would be this. Uh, James 1.19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And I did just a quick, like, kind of jump into, like, what do these words Mm -hmm. mean? Because I think of swift, and I think just speed. I think just speed. But a lot of, when I think of listening skills, speed is a part of the problem, (laughs) right? Yeah, right. It's like, I I heard you, I heard you, I heard you. I got it, I got it. It's quick, I'm quick about it. When the real issue, and I love that, what the word swift means is it means to be in a state of readiness. Mm. So it means that I enter into a conversation in a state of readiness to listen. That's good. That I'm not just like, I need to say something, but I need to to be ready to listen. That's good too. You know, it makes me think, Phil, about this idea that, you know, like insights, like new insights. Yeah. If we do receive them, you know, say we are we are listening, we're open to change, and we do, you know, feel like we receive something that hit home for us. Those insights can sometimes be illusions to transformation. You wow. know, they can make us think because of the, like they even have neurological support for you. When yes. you hear something that makes you, you know, you believe something new, you automatically think now you're like that. Right. Um, when really you haven't acted on any of that belief, and so I think That's as so far as that being ready, okay. Now you're ready. Now you receive something new. Right. There's still more beyond that to get to that transformation point or to that, excuse me, that transformation process more right. so. Because the uh, illusion is that like, oh, you just told me something I've never heard. Check. Got it. And then now I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I assume I've gotten it. when right. I, It's not been processed. Exactly. I haven't put it into my life. Wow. Right. So that's a big one. And then also I think of just when you're, you're bringing up like all the biblical points, I think the first point I think of is, just more emphasis on like how how key listening is not just in relationship but to our relationship with God was when wow. Paul talks about praying continually. Yes. Like how could you conceivably pray continually right. and be talking all the time? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like praying right. continually has to involve I believe like what you're talking about, like this being ready constantly for the next word that God wants to share with you or the next instance that God wants to to bring to your attention. You know, so praying continually very much I'm a I would have to assume or estimate is like 99% listening. Yeah. You know, like waiting, being ready. And like letting the, letting what God's doing around me be a part of my prayer life. Exactly. You know, Um, and then also I think about, you know, in terms of like when God is speaking to us, like I remember when I was kind of like growing in my faith and even just younger than that, I would, I heard all the stuff, you know, the do's and like, don't do this, do do that. And I heard that, almost in a way where like the church was telling that to society mm. when, wow. but when I started reading the Bible for myself, I, I remember it hit me like a brick. I was like, wait a minute. 
all these do's and don'ts are for us. Yeah. You know, all these, He's not talking about all the these harsh, yeah. Correct, yeah. harsh corrections are for the people in the church or for God's people. <laughs> yes. Like all these things that sound completely, you know, super aggressive in terms of like, you need to fix this and do this. That's for us. Yeah. You know, so I think as, as again, listening to this, these conversations and things start to, to flare up and feel like they're, they're piercing words, maybe they probably are, yeah. you know, because if, if there's anybody charged with maturing and upgrading our conduct, it's, it is believers. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. And just like it does, it wouldn't make sense for us to like give our life to Jesus, who's the perfecter of our faith mm. and him just be like, okay, great. You're done. You know, like the, when we give our life to Jesus, it's for him to do something with it, for him to change it into his original plan for it. Yes. You know, his his perfect version of it. Um, wow. So, yeah, I think just in terms of absorbing these messages, understanding like some of the words may sound sharp and like discipline, you know, right. and change. Change is hard. Yes. You know, it's one of the hardest things that people always talk about. But discipline, I think, is even a step harder. Oh, yeah. It's this change under a regimen, change. Mm -hmm. Where you're signing up to be different, um, but the comfort we have, I think, is just in, in knowing who the perfecter of our faith is, and that he's a trustworthy mm. teacher. He's a trustworthy, quote unquote, trainer, um, so that you know we are we can we he can we can trust him uh, in those weak spots, right? You know, and that's a, that's a, it, you're making a, such a such a valuable point of like you know, and I, I just keep on that that like offend the mind, reveal the mm. heart kind of a thing, like where especially as Christians. I mean, I, I, it hasn't happened in a long time now, but I remember when I first got saved, like in reading the Bible, and like, I think I threw the Bible a couple of times. I was <laughs> mad. Like, what in the world? Like, that's not okay. Like, mm. I don't like that. I don't mm. like that that's being said. Mm. And then have it, and it just reveals the heart. Right. And I think like in this moment, in the moment in history we're in, we need to exemplify, not as just an example, but truly absorb these, not the illusions of transformation, but actual transformation. Like, mm -hmm. we believe that we are, I mean, I hear this in church all the time. We're a work in progress, right? You always mm -hmm. hear that church is out. We're a work in progress. Do we really believe that? Mm -hmm. Because right now we're faced with a dilemma of, that is not just trigger words. We're faced with the dilemma of, like, there's been a, a large group of people who feel, not just by feeling, but by fact, pushed out, mm -hmm. held down. And this is the, I mean, like, that's what we believe as Christians, that all of us were broken and mm -hmm. lost and in darkness and blind and dead. And, mm -hmm. and then Christ came in and brought light and hope and life. And this is, but we kind of have the illusion of like, oh, I got that. Right. Mm -hmm. Rather than I'm still broken. Mm -hmm. I still need to learn and grow. I have, Paul says it so well when he says, I have not yet arrived. Mm-hmm. No, have I yet attained for that which but yeah. I have been grabbed hold of. Right. And I need to see that for my own self. And listening is a huge skill for that. Right. And it is a skill. Would you not agree with that? Absolutely, like, yeah. You I grow think, in that. Yeah, you get, it's just like any other, like you said, it's just a skill. You work at it. And I think it becomes uh, almost addictive when you see the benefits of it. Yes. You know, there's nothing like, again, where you go to the marriage example, like when, you know, a lot of times when Joy is coming to tell you stuff or when Anna Marie's coming to tell me stuff, it's not so that I can tell her anything. She just wants to be heard. Man, I wish I'd learned that one earlier. <laughs> it's so How sad. long did it take it, you into marriage? I, I, don't know. That one. I heard it from somebody first. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but it's just this idea like so true. it serves so much in a relationship yeah. when you can just listen and that be it. 
Um, and it's even, and we see it with our kids too. It's like sometimes they just need to be, you know, they don't feel heard, so they say what they got to say in mm-hmm. ways that are not. And and that's the world we're living in right now. People are saying things. And I think people that are hurt hurt people hurt people. Correct. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of hurting going on, mm-hmm. and it's for it's for all of us to be like, I'm not going to let that hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that off. But I'm going to hear what they're saying. I'm going right. to listen to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. We talked about some of the benefits here, and we're, we're going to wrap up in a minute or so, but that learning to listen is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift mm-hmm. to myself. It's, I'm, and I love, and I think it's a gift to myself because I'm, I'm, I'm shedding the illusion of transformation, and I'm embracing transformation. Mm-hmm. So it's a real gift to my own life, you know. Yeah, that's good. Relationships get developed, mm-hmm. you know, and relationships take time. But even in that, I think that a lot of the time could probably be cut down if we were listening mm-hmm. in that process. Yeah. And think about it too, like just what you're talking about in James, like would it be a bigger problem for a relationship of people like that were only talking and couldn't listen right. or people that could only listen? And, and you know we, we talked about that earlier. We didn't do this. on yeah. the, Let's do it right here because it's so cri- critical. Mm-hmm. That slow to speak, the word used is not about like, you know, speed. Mm-hmm. It's literally the word like to be dumb, mm-hmm. to be or mute mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And you met you brought a <laughs> yeah. you, you brought this. Yeah, it's just share like, that because it's so cool. It, did, it was it hit me when I was reading that because I had never known that you know the original idea. Yeah. Um, and you think of like not being able to speak as this is a handicap. Right. You know, this person is is debilitated somehow. But I'm pretty sure that most people would agree the people that you that cannot listen are the hardest people that have the hardest time that are the hardest people to be around. Yeah. And so, you know, which one really holds us back more? Right. Um it's just it's really interesting to think of it that way. Because, you know, you think of even just situations that you find yourself in, like one way we were talking about it was if you do a good job listening on yeah. the front end, if you listen your way in, or rather, if you don't listen your way in, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to talk yourself out of a mess. Ooh, you that's so good. It's just like... Say that again. Wait, that was if cool. You, see if I can repeat it. Yeah. yeah. If not, if we recorded it. If you don't listen your way in, you're probably going to have to talk yourself out of a mess. Oh, my gosh. I've done that you know, a million times. Everybody. I mean, it's just what we do. <laughs> it's what we do. describes so much of my life. <laughs> it welcome. all makes sense you're now. Welcome. You're Thank you very much. Yeah. And I love that because I think that the... Um, you know, these things play into so many parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're focused on a on a right. on an issue of race and two different groups of people, and there's multiple different groups of people. But learning how to talk to each other, and you know, sure, we could talk about like, hey, people need to learn to say things the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important skill. But listening covers yeah. all of that. Because also, how many times do we see Jesus' example of hearing words, but hearing what's really being said. Exactly. You know, so there's one thing Love about that. the person, you know, that you have the responsibility to communicate your thought, but there's something about the way I view that person in love that helps me hear what they're really saying. Yes. That keeps the, the conversation productive. Wow. You know, what conversation is productive where no, no, no um, ideas have been understood between right. the two people. Just hearing, 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 but no you know. listening. Ooh, I love this. Man, this has been amazing. Great episode thanks, on listening. Thanks for coming and doing this. My and pleasure. those of you that uh, were with us this whole time, thanks so much for being a part of it. And we're looking forward to uh, you joining us in the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Crossing Cultures. If you found value in the show, do us a favor and leave a review on iTunes or simply share the episode with a friend. 
podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week with another episode.